this episode, I scare someone and I use my fake belt to consume an emotion. Chuck, and this is episode 115 of the Ask Gary V Show. Jury duty continues, so I'm out of studio. Uh, by the way, before I get into the show, T-Rock, you have to show this billboard up here. I don't know if you see this. This really pisses me off. I love these guys. I know these guys. I actually passed on investing in their company, in a mayonnaise company. Big ups to you guys. Congratulations. It's awesome to see. Javits Center in the background. D-Rock dropped his uh, audio thing. Go ahead, D-Rock, pick it up, it's okay. We can go gray here for a second. Uh, Super excited about the show. Really fun uh, impromptu video yesterday that I did that has caught some good fire in the community. So uh, if you haven't seen that, D-Rock, link that up. I'm making this video for the people that are full of shit, right? The ones that tell me to my face every day that yeah, you know, and really want it and don't recognize the actions that it takes to get there. And uh, India, Let's get into the show. Javier asks, as a rookie, how much should I allocate to Facebook dark posts for a Teespring campaign? Javier, as as a rookie, which I like, I guess a rookie entrepreneur, I would allocate a disproportionate amount of money into Facebook dark posts for Teespring campaigns, especially if you make a t-shirt that is very thematic, meaning if you made a t-shirt that was like uh, Denver truck drivers rule, and then you dark post against people that live in Denver that are truck drivers as a profession, you will crush. And so uh, I think it's a unbelievable platform to convert on. We've talked at nausea on, uh, about this. And as a matter of fact, I'm even gonna go completely uh, in a different direction. I actually would challenge most people watching the show right now that you should make a Teespring and, and and actually run $100 worth of dark posts, go long tail with like uh, teachers from St. Louis Rock, and learn the dynamics of specific long tail surgical Facebook advertising uh, because I think it will be successful. Paul asks, how do you diplomatically tell the boss he's effing it up? Paul, this is a good question. I I massively overvalue the people in my company who are comfortable enough in saying like, hey Gary, I don't disagree with you. Now, a lot of them walk into a buzzsaw because they're wrong and then they get clowned. So you better make sure you're right about the boss being wrong, right? And so, uh, but I think, I, I think any great boss will be super pumped if you're willing to respectfully point out things that you massively disagree with. And I think it's a win-win situation for you if you go down that route because if you think about it, If you give that feedback to the boss, the boss agrees with you, maybe she or he knew that you were right, you've won points. Uh, If they don't and they completely disrespect you and the others within the organization that try to give feedback, 
Well, then now you know you work for a dipshit boss and you should be looking for another job. So to me, there's really almost no risk in going down the route of giving critical feedback to your boss, uh, especially if you don't love, love, love your job. Uh, and, uh, and more importantly, it's an amazing proxy to audit your boss, which I think is massively important if you've decided to put your career into the leadership of an individual. Yeah, let's just move like, let's just move, let, actually yeah, let's move this way because I like the way the people are walking. Josh asks, which do you prefer, abrasive versus compassionate, when getting a point understood to meet goals, and why? Josh, I'm curious why you're asking this question. I think it's maybe because you realize I'm abrasive and compassionate at the same time. And I, I'm, very, I'm very thankful that I have a tool belt where I pull out a lot of different emotions. Competitiveness, you know, uh, caring, warmth, sensitivity, straight disrespect. One of my favorites. Such a deli- that was me drinking self-disrespect. Such a delicious flavor. Uh, every situation calls for a different concoction. And so what I spend most of my time really thinking about is getting to know all the different employees and trying to fix, did you like that Stefan like showed up in the back? I'm over here. Getting to know each and every employee uh, on an individual basis, understanding the situation at hand, and then being smart enough as the leader, as a CEO, to deploy the right mix, the right blend at that moment for the task at hand. I actually have no emotion and no favorite move. No, I don't prefer combativeness to compassion to respect to any of this. I really just use whatever I think at that moment is the right move. Sometimes I'll do six months worth of compassion and then straight karate chop sweep the leg to the mouth because clearly that wasn't working. So I'm adjusting in real time to my clients, to my employees, to my investors, to my startups. Uh, This is a never ending, constantly, 24-7, 365, test and learn, use your intuition, and, and not get romantic or not get into a habit of using one move over and over because a funny thing happens with these things. It's kind of like medicine. If you use it too often, it stops working as well. Raymond asks, how do you think people will consume news in the future and how can small publishers like ourselves monetize on our content if it's consumed on a native platform? Raymond, great question. Uh, you're going to have to find ways to integrate, integrate advertisers in a way that if you're not the platform where you're monetizing the eyeballs, well then you don't deserve the dollars because all the advertisers want is the awareness, right? I mean, they're not smart enough to recognize they want the actual engagement and the sell-through. Unfortunately, right now, they still want the awareness. So if your news is being consumed on Twitter and not on your platform and there's no ad opportunity for your advertisers in that format and that's going to Twitter, well then you're f***ed and that's exactly what you are alluding to. I think what you need to do is A, find ways to drive people to your world, which is extremely difficult, or B, rethink the model altogether. Do you actually, you know, when was it that media and news companies decided they were in the advertising business? A long time ago. But are you maybe in the events business? Are you maybe in the consulting business? Are you maybe in the content production and compete with VaynerMedia business? Are you in the stand-up comedy business? I know that was weird, but like that's really where I'm going. You 
And everybody else selling news has defaulted into I sell advertising. Why? Why are you romantic about the way you make your money? Why are you using 80 years of history to make your money when the world is clearly changing at a scale that we've never seen? Why? Why? Because innovation and innovators are rare and far and few in between, aren't they? And so I challenge you in this show, at this moment, and everybody else trying to monetize news, recognizing news is now being consumed on Facebook, recognizing news is now being consumed on Twitter, you've lost your power of people coming to your destination, There's a couple ways to think about it. Are you thinking about virtual reality video? Are you thinking about 3D printing? Are you thinking about mobile only society? Are you thinking about the next thing after mobile which might be, I could do it right here in thin air? Or more importantly, because all of that stuff is probably 10 years away, are you thinking about different ways to make money? Meaning, you have a news outlet and because you're good at producing news and getting people to consume it on the web, maybe you help advertisers get their content consumed on Facebook and Twitter. Rethink the game. And by the way, that was advice for everybody here. Always rethink how you make your money. Uh, Wine Library has a big second floor right now and I'm trying to sell it out as space for you know, events and things of that nature. I'm making money on the, on the real estate. So rethink the way you make your money. This great moment was brought to you by the Ask Gary V Show. Ask Gary V Show. Watch it. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a live commercial of this show. You like that? Hey Gary, it's Jim Mitchum. I have a question about networking for the creative class. I'm a writer and I started my own marketing consultancy in January and I'm having an issue getting out and meeting people. You meet 100 people before breakfast. Uh, some of us don't have that kind of personality. So what, what advice would you give people like me who uh, have a hard time getting out shaking hands and handing off business cards. What can we do to help grow our own companies? Do you have anything? Jim, this is a great question. Networking doesn't come natural to, give me my headphones, India. Networking doesn't uh, come natural to everybody. And, and the truth is, you've watched the show probably enough to know, I'm a big fan of betting on your strengths versus working on your weaknesses. I believe people that are more introverted, reserved, it's hard for me to rah-rah you into going and like shaking people's hands and rolling up on people and being like, hey, oh no, no, all great. You know, like, like that's not gonna be what you do, right? That's not gonna be what you do. That's what I do, but that's not what you're gonna be doing. And so I would say put out great content and, and play the honey game. Become the honey and let the bees come to you instead of you becoming one of the bees, right? And so I think that's the game. I think way too many people are trying to be better at things that seem obviously good. And listen, I spend a disproportionate amount of time networking, much of which doesn't come to fruition. So that could be a waste. Maybe you're saving a lot of time being a creative, doing your thing. So I would say for you and all the other people out there that don't want to network, hand out business cards, shake hands, kiss babies, scare redheaded dudes, I think that you need to go out and put out great stuff and let people come to you. Let your work speak for itself. I would work in a B2B environment and try to get your work seen in other places except your blog. That could be done behind your keyboard on email to blogs and news sites that cover the arena that you play in. That would be my advice to you. Let it come to you. Cool. Question of the day. Oh, I've got a good one. Question of the day. What are your 4th of July plans? One of the things that really matters to me is getting to understand all of you more and more and more and more. So, in detail, Vayner Nation, what is your 4th of July 
plans. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. Awesome. Did you capture me scaring that guy? Yeah, you got it? He was freaking out. It was good? 